everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The New Normal. Hello. Hi. So what have we got today? Okay. We got a lot okay. to cover, uncover today. Welcome to Business 101. Okay, you the man. You, you the businessman for sure. Okay, so first of all, FOMC meeting happened this week. So FOMC. for the, so it's the Fed. They have a meeting and they decide whether they're going to change the interest rate or not. Okay, and we're talking about the American government. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's it's not important. My point is, I I, I listened to Dave Lee's analysis on on uh, the FOMC meeting. The one mm -hmm. thing he pointed out, I thought was very interesting, I wanna talk about. He said, the Fed collect data of the economy as a whole and they make decisions as a whole. But now there are two different economies. There's an online economy and there's an offline economy, but they're not separated. So during the COVID crisis, the online, business was booming the retail were struggling but they didn't differentiate they gave everybody uh, what do you call it the like checks and and then the retail space was barely saved and the online space was overly booming and now there's the inflation and now the fed is saying oh the economy is too hot we have to raise interest rate to press it down, but the retail space still needs saving. It's the online space that's too hot. Uh, mm, so so retail as in brick and mortar? Not only brick and mortar, but anything that's not online, that's, that doesn't sell product online or that's not software. As an example, an online economy would probably include, let's say, Netflix, even Apple, or yeah. and Tesla, and all these technology Amazon. companies. Yeah, Amazon, Google. Whereas um, the offline economy would include like even McDonald's and Home Depot and you know all these uh, places they have they require stores and they were shut down. Yeah, actually, and we're seeing this in shopping centers too, like. I used to work in the shopping center and that's a big problem for like um, retail, not retail, mall owners, like shopping store, shopping center owners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that's just a side note. Like we see what's happening in, in brick and mortar locations and how um, places have been closing down. Yeah. So when they say, oh, the economy is struggling or COVID is here, it's a crisis. It doesn't affect Google at all, you know, but but um, when they gave out these uh, emergency relief bills and gave out the checks and business loans, they give them out to everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I just thought that was very interesting that now there are two economies that are being separated and they need completely different levels of help and when people talk about economy or business they talk about it like it's a one thing but then it's not anymore mm. two completely different things now never thought of it that way okay so with that being said let's go into tesla earnings okay this um, is your this is your floor this is your time because there's a lot going on i was in the call too yeah so first thing is uh, on the numbers, financials, everything was, like I said, exceeded analyst numbers. And they were mostly. Like you, said. Mm -hmm. okay. like you yeah. said. Yeah, you guys can go back to the last episode and see. Yeah, you made your yeah. predictions and uh, here are the results. Yeah, they all come true. What can I say? Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take that, okay. internet. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, we're about being positive over here. Okay. Uh -huh. This man's so happy right now. He's about to talk about Tesla, and I'm just over here procrastinating it. <laughs> okay, go on. So, um, 
most of the numbers are in line with my expectations, ex except for our profit was slightly lower than I thought. Because of uh, supply chain issues, they had to pay more for shipping and all of that. I, I didn't expect that. But, uh, but the one thing that's interesting is um, the numbers are actually better than they appear because there's a one-time expense they had to pay. They had to pay around $600 million, $340 million just for the tax they had to give uh, Elon Musk the compensation plan. And um, I, I saw a joke that was pretty funny to me is GM just announced a few weeks ago, they were gonna put $7 billion into uh, electric vehicles. And Joe Biden, you know, all the government were applauding them like, oh, GM is the leader of electric cars and they're investing so much, look at them. And someone said, the amount GM is planning to invest in electric cars for the next 10 years is less than Elon Musk's personal tax bill this year. Elon Musk paid like 15 or $20 billion in tax, in his own personal tax this year. And with that, maybe I should make another prediction. Bold prediction, may I add? Okay. To be conservative, I would say in 10 years, 50% of the current automakers will go bankrupt. That's a heavy statement. Yeah, let's go. All right. And, and how many years again? 10 years. Within 10, 10 years. 10 years. All, all of them, including BMW, Mercedes, Honda. At, at least half of them. With, I think Lambos of the world. Yeah, Ferraris of the world. Maseratis. Yeah. McLarens. Yeah. Hmm. With the exception of if the government goes very hard to bail them out. Like, and not, do you have a prediction for that? For that? Uh, I'm not sure what they would do, but I'm just saying if they weren't building, bailing them out, they will, at least half of them will go bankrupt. Okay, and so um, Tesla cumulatively it's profitable now, meaning if you add up all the losses they incurred over the past 17 years, they've been losing money every year for 17 years, but then add the profit of this year into it, they break even over 17 years now. So that's a pretty big inflection point where they've been losing money for 16 years. Now this year alone, they made up for all of it. And from now on, they're gonna make more and more money. But this is just the beginning. Let me read you a quote directly from their shareholder letter. And it says, I quote. Okay, you quote it. You make that citation, but <laughs> I make citations in school, but you make them now. <laughs> and I quote, 2021 is a defining year, but we are at the very early stages of our journey, unquote. And that's, I think, a big statement. And I fully heart, heart, full heartedly, wholeheartedly okay. agree with that. And that's uh, set the stage for uh, Tesla. Then we'll go into cars, okay? If you guys watched my last, last episode, you guys will know that I said, um, Tesla is more than a car company. And we'll discuss that later, but we'll focus on the car division first. Okay. So with the cars, uh, I think one of the biggest thing he said is he will not be introducing any new cars this year. Which is such a bummer. Why is that? But you know why? Because I was looking forward to the compact car. You know why? Because I don't need a big car or like sedans are too long. I just want to like a cute car, you know? 
anyways, that's besides the point. Let's go on. Yeah. Um, so he, he said he won't introduce any new cars this year because of high demand for the current cars. He cannot produce enough Model 3 and Model Ys to fulfill the demand. There's no need to introducing more cars if they can't produce more cars. Uh, also, there's a supply constraints that's preventing them from producing any more cars. Even if they had newer models, it wouldn't have matters. They would have, they would have produced the exact same number of cars because there's no parts. But he expected uh, the supply chain problems to alleviate by the end of this year. And from next year on, it's gonna be free for all. And another thing he said relating to now introducing new cars is, he said, we have a gazillion ideas, but making prototype is easy, but making volume production is hard. In general, people are in the market value ideas a little too much and underestimate the importance of execution. And I was um, watching Y Combinator earlier today. And they were reflecting the same thing. For those of you who don't know, Y Combinator is a, they fund startups. They're experts in startups and they have a YouTube channel too. Go check it out if you're into startups. And they said, a product with one solid feature is infinitely better than a product with many features that don't work very well. And example he gave, it's not a product, but he said, imagine if you have health benefits, you have, you know, you have payroll, you have 401k, and all of this, this there's so many features, but you're still broke. It's still, they don't work well. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, as a working individual and like some people, <laughs> that is one of the, well, see, the difference is though, that's the, the, that's the thing is that Canadian healthcare versus American healthcare is very drastic. So I would say as a Canadian, I'm fortunate to have those benefits and I do use those benefits. So like there's a there's a little bit of a like weighing thing, like a, a huge comparison compared to the states. But because of the states and how they operate, well, I don't know much actually. So I'll let that, you know, I'll put that in there. And as you can tell, sometimes there's certain topics that I really just don't know about. And that's kind of one of them is that like, it's true. Like if you're not using your benefits and it's being paid for, or you're contributing, contributing to it, you lose at the end of the day. So it's much better to just use it. Um, but yeah, I don't know how it's set up in the States. Maybe someone could educate me on that in the comments below. Just want to see some comments down below. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you're on Spotify, Spotify, you gotta check out the YouTube, the tubes, and you know, comment down below. That's all I have to say for that. But when Elon Musk said, "Don't put too much weight on the idea. Focus on, you know, executing." What do you think about that? Well, it's kind of true because I can think about a million things and at the end of the day, the result is I haven't done anything. Like, what does it matter that you've thought about all these things? Um, and like a good example of that is I am, you know, trying to make these phone charms for my tiny venture. Um, and I've thought about all the ideas like, to what name should, you know, my venture be? Um, how, like what kind of beads, because they're phone, phone charms, like what kind of beads do I need to look into? And then like, I just think of all these things, but if I haven't done anything yet, like on the ledger, I haven't 
produced anything like it does nothing really comes out of my ideas and now until I started um, like making these phone charms or sourcing beads or you know um, thinking about a name to put on my Instagram or you know things like that like I can really see how it affects me and uh, my motivation to continue um, putting my efforts towards something like that so it's kind of like schoolwork too like you think about your schoolwork you think about all the homework that you have to do and you just keep thinking about it it doesn't matter how much you think about it or if you have a great idea that you can use for your project if you haven't written one word on the page it literally means nothing like it means something maybe for the first 15 minutes of brainstorming I'll give you that that's fine but like to actually make something of it you have to execute you have to do things um, so that's my recent experience with that, with actually doing things. So yeah, it's important to just execute. And sometimes you just have to do things without knowing, and then you continue the, that momentum forward and you'll learn along the way too. Like, oh, okay, like I didn't know this. I can look into the next thing and, you know, really adjust and find your way through it without knowing anything. So yeah. Why, in a different video, Y Combinator people echoed that idea also. They said, there's three companies they funded, uh, was Airbnb, Coinbase, and Stripe. But none of them were the first in their industry. It wasn't a breakthrough idea. Like, like I think they said VRBO or something is a like a rent sharing platform existed long before Airbnb existed. So they weren't, it wasn't new. And uh, Coinbase, like there were, um, what do you call it? Crypto transactional platform existed before Coinbase. And there was payment system existed before Stripe. And all of them, when they were, then when they first started, their product wasn't even good. Yeah. They got to where they are today by, keep on learning from doing and iterating on their product and they became yeah so like even from my first phone charm it looked so bad like why am I even doing this and then I just continue to modify it and make it better and you know I'm at the point where I'm like okay I'm, I'm comfortable making these now and I I can scale and I scale i like make them faster and you know i can manage my time better so it's a good experience to just start so just start yeah also that relates to one thing that tesla is doing is um elon musk insisted on making only one model for each category so for example for sedan there's a model three that's it if you go to like yeah. other car manufacturer they have like 10 different models for sedans but in Tesla, they just only make one. And they say, if we have any good ideas on how to improving sedan, we'll just put it on the same sedan. Why would we need two different cars? Then one of them has a worse design. So, so they put all of the channel, all of the, the good ideas into the same car. They will only introduce new cars if it's in a new category. So that's Which a, is that compact car. I'm telling you guys, where is it? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Okay. And then he announced Texas and Berlin factory, two new factories are opening up. And um, also these two are completely redesigned factory. They're better than the even uh, current factories. Hmm. And, uh, and then they're looking at more new factories throughout this year. They might announce a, a few more by the end of this year. You have and any predictions on where? Mm, no idea. No idea. Yeah. But um, yeah, but it's pretty funny that all of these things point are pointing toward um, they're going to produce a lot more cars. But the analysts, I don't know who, analysts, institution, whoever, because he talked about all the robots and the 
for self-driving things, they think he doesn't care about producing cars anymore. And that's one of the main reasons I think the stock is crashing today. It's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. But to me, it's very clear. I didn't know that, it was going to happen. Yeah, Tesla is misunderstood. Like I said last episode, Tesla is the, the most under, misunderstood company in the world. But it's, uh, it's pretty clear to me that they are doing it. The only reason I think he's talking about the future products like the Tesla bot is because this is so much in the bag. Like he's so confident, like, like manufacturing is not a problem anymore. I kept talking about it before because it's such a big problem in front of us. Now we've solved that. So we're going to look past that and think about what the next thing is. And the official guidance they have given is 50% growth. Last year, they produced around 930,000 cars. So add 50% to that is 1.4 million cars this year. But I'm predicting- What does that mean though? Like that metric? 50% growth? No, the cars. Like what would it, can you compare it to something? Like what is the best, you know- number that it can be compared to even well, though i know gasoline and electric are totally different especially electric like tesla in that space is just dominating um there's like different lines of thinking on this okay but like what elon musk is saying is that it wouldn't really matter anymore what would it matter? Uh, like how many cars they sell. Okay. Like Why is that though? Like it matters, but then not that much because of full self-driving, because of the software part. Mm. Like for example, imagine Apple doesn't have an app store. All you can do with the iPhone is call somebody and you just buy the phone and that's how they make their money selling the phone. Then all you have to care about is how much, how many phones can they sell and how, how much money can they make from selling their phones. But now for Apple, the majority of their profit are coming from the software, the app stores from the phone and the cloud. So selling the phones like it's good because there's more if there's more phones, there's more people are using your apps. But then if you sell a little less this year, or a little more, it wouldn't have mattered much. Hmm. Uh, before, there's a, only one way for Tesla to make money is by selling cars. But if they're going to be able to complete full self-driving, um, you know, every car is going to have a tremendous rear occurring profit so the number of cars wouldn't have mattered as much because it's subscription based well it's not like there's an option to have subscription right now but mm -hmm. my guess is in the future all of it will tr transfer to uh, subscription yeah that makes sense and i mean they're doing it right now with the wi-fi like $10. It might be, it might be a different way. It might be uh, per mile, like kind of like Uber. When you take Uber, they don't charge you per month. They charge you. If you go on a go, you know, 10 miles away, they charge you $8. You want to go 20 miles away, they charge you $16 or something like this. In the future, they might start charging you based on how much you use the car rather than by month or pay a one-time fee. That was fair. Yeah, but... They had that compact car, I would use it every day, same. Yeah. I don't follow, I don't follow gasoline car too much, but I think the best selling uh, gasoline car is probably two, three million a year or something. Okay. Yeah, so... But... But the, what I'm trying to say, though, is even though Tesla is guiding that they're going to sell 1.4 million cars, 
I'm guiding for 1.7. So I'm saying not only am I more positive than the analyst, I'm even going past Elon Musk telling him that he could do better. Okay, so now. <laughs> the well, excitement, okay. Well, Let's go. You got something to say there? No, this is good. Okay. You are very uh, optimistic. 100%. It's a Come good on. energy to be around. It's a good vibe. So now we get to the. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, okay, that's the carp part and then also i i listened to a um a um dave lee's interview with a fund manager today and then he was explaining why by the way today is thursday i don't know what stock is going to do tomorrow or monday so by the time this releases it might change but on thursday the, stock... the date that we recorded mm -hmm. the date what? today is january 27 yeah today is 2022 Today is the day after the earnings was released and the stock crashed 11% today. And the fund manager on Dave Lee was saying the reason why it crashed is because Elon Musk focused so much on the other parts rather than the producing new cars, more cars. And all of these analysts and institution people, they buy a stock based on a model, on an Excel spreadsheet, and they can model the unit of cars. They can plug in numbers like, oh, we're gonna sell 1.4 million, and that's, that means this much revenue, that means this much profit, they can't understand it. When he says like, oh, the cars don't matter because they're gonna be full self-driving and we're focusing on the Tesla block. Even if they believe that's gonna happen, they couldn't model it and model then, yeah model mm -hmm. like you have a like what do you call it oh yeah okay yeah like excel spreadsheet model mm -hmm. if you can plug in the numbers then you go just there is a result that shows up at the end so they they have a certain model they can just plug in the number and then it will spit out how much the company is supposed to be worth to them based on their model yeah and because he focused so little on the cars, even though it was for this quarter, it was delivery beat, you know, revenue beat, profit beat, everything was better than they thought, but the future is so uncertain to them and they couldn't quantify it. So they just bail out kind of. So that's pretty interesting to know. And now it comes to the part where uh, the analysts don't care about, or, but I care about more is the other piece. They have, first of all, there's the cars related things that people don't think about, like software. By software, it's not just for self-driving. People don't really think about this. There's Wi-Fi on every car and they make you pay for the Wi-Fi. That's what I'm saying. Just pay it. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. With the recent crash, we're gonna put every spare cent we have into Tesla stock. Okay. But not only that, but in the future, whether you are whether the car is driving itself or you are uh, charging at a charging station, you have a lot of free time on your hands, and then you want to watch Netflix, you want to play games and all of these things, they're going to charge, if they're not charging you, they got to charge Netflix to put Netflix in their car. They're going to charge, um, what's a gaming company? Nintendo or something. They're going to charge. They're going to charge Nintendo to put Super Mario Brothers onto their car to be able to play to be played by uh, additional customers. That would be so cool. Yeah, there's so many revenue streams. It's like the equivalent of an app store on an iPhone. The potential is unlimited. Okay. 
Yeah, there are there are even people who specifically develop games that can only be played on a car. Yeah, I have a Tesla, and then I played a game where I gotta use my steering wheel as the actual uh, the wheel for the racing cars. Yeah, that's so cool. And I was envisioning that for the Super Mario Brother, like the Su- Super Mario Brother carts. Yeah, so entertainment, people are not thinking about it's going to be pretty interesting. And they don't have to do anything. There's no cost. They just charge whoever want to put their product on there and they just make free money. And then there's a supercharging piece too that people are not thinking about. Tesla is the only company, as far as I know, that putting highly high-speed charging network out there and they're putting like essentially in 10 years, probably 90 to 95% of charging networks are gonna belong to Tesla. Imagine if somebody owns all of the gas stations in the world, how rich would that person be? And as charging station is equivalent to a gas station for an electric car. And Tesla owns all of the charging stations. A lot of money there. And insurance. They talk about this on the call. So random. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. The idea originated from in the beginning when Tesla cars came out. They have shortage parts, they're expensive. And a lot of insurers don't want to give them uh, a low fee. Like they charge Tesla's higher premium than all the other cars. And then the Tesla owners went to Elon Musk and complained and said, oh, you made the cars cheaper to operate because we don't have to buy gas, but then our insurance is triple the amount. So we end up paying more money. And So in the beginning, they were just trying to come up with their own insurance to make all the cars, to make it fair for all the cars. They didn't even try to make it uh, their unique feature. But now because they're putting so much radar and camera and all of these things onto the car, they collect so much data. They know your driving habits better than you. So it makes sense for them to price the the insurance for normal insurance um, companies they price the premium they charge you based on an aggregate meaning are you over 40 do you have a family are you do you smoke now all of these big category of things and they try to fit you into one category and be like oh you're high risk so we're going to charge you high fee or you're low risk whereas tesla does is they know when you, whenever, when you apply on the brake, how much you apply on it, how often do you apply a day? They have a safety score. And then also what they're saying on the call too is that because they give you instant feedback, the drivers actually naturally become more safe because when you accelerate fast and brake hard all the time, your safety score goes down and your insurance goes up. Like you can say, you can see it, it's instant. And because of that, people drive more carefully and also incentivize safe driving. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they, they, they customize the insurance for you, specific for your risk, and they help, help to incentivize your safe driving. And they are excited about it. I don't know how big a piece this will be, but just additional service that people are not thinking about. And the last one is full self-driving. This is a crazy one. And, uh, you know, so full self-driving, they started the beta around October, like the last quarter, the, the beginning of the quarter, they started with a few thousand cars. In one quarter, they have pushed that out to 60,000 cars. It's, it's growing very fast. And Elon Musk said, like a week ago, 
that he's gonna push out the full self-driving to Canada in a month. So they're even expanding internationally. That proves, that shows a lot of confidence and progress. Uh, what Elon Musk said was, I will be shocked if full self-driving is not complete by this year. So by complete, he means the car will be able to drive itself better than the average human can. What do you think about that? Um, it's interesting. Isn't that a knock on you? Like you're like, I'm a good driver, but now yeah. something drives better than you. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm not average driver. I know, you're a really good driver. I attest to that. Yeah. So, but th they're saying though is on average, the car is going to drive better than the average drivers. And then afterwards, they're going to keep on improving. And then one day it's going to drive better than all drivers. Mm -hmm. So, Elon Musk calls it the March of Nines. So, most people think about full self driving as a yes no question like, oh, can car drive itself? Yes or no? But it doesn't yeah. work like that. It works in a way that is it every hundred trips, how many car crash would happen? Will happen? Maybe if all hundred trips are driven by humans, maybe two car crash will happen. All they have to do is get it down to one. It doesn't mean it won't crash. It will crash one time, but it's much lower than if hundred humans were driving it. And the reason why it's called the March of Nice is because he said, I want it to be 99.99% safe to, to begin with, but we're going to try to aim for 99.99999% safe. So it's going to be pretty easily surpass how safe humans on average can drive. But then there's always room to be safer like it's infinitely room to to improve i think a, a simple analogy is planes planes crash like they like people hear about these horrific plane accidents but planes crash so few times most people are okay with taking planes you know that's uh, the idea to full self-driving later on once in a 10 years or something, you're going to hear a horrific accident by full self-driving. But most part, they're going to be safe on average. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. And, and another thing he said is very interesting is that when full self-driving is developed, it's going to be pushed out to all cars and that's going to be the biggest assets value added in history. All cars. Yeah, all cars. All of Tesla's cars. Hmm. Meaning, if your car was, was worth 50000 before without full self-driving, now with the full self-driving, your car is going to be worth 500000 so it's a transformational of such a huge amount of assets value. And to answer your previous question, you're like, oh, I want a cheaper compact car. What Elon Musk is driving, oh, what Elon Musk is saying is that with the full self-driving piece on the car, it's going to be the car itself, not the price, but the car itself is going to be worth so much, you'll be okay paying any price for it. Well, now. Hmm? I don't know if I would be okay. Imagine um, if you didn't have apps on your iPhone, how much would you pay for the phone? You can only make calls and send text message. Probably wouldn't pay $200. You know? yeah. But then it would be the equivalent of you asking, oh, can you bring the, the price of the phone down to 100. And Steve Jobs is saying, don't worry about that. When I add App Store in there, even I charge you a thousand, you'll be happy, 
happy that you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's why Elon uh, Musk is saying. There was an analyst asked him, "Oh, when are you going to introduce this cheaper car?" And and he said, "It doesn't matter. You're focusing on the wrong thing, because if we can solve full self driving." It's so much value added to the car. The ten thousand difference wouldn't make any difference. Okay, now we're going to. Yeah, any any thoughts about that? No, not too much, really. I'm just, if anything, again, just taken by surprise at the focus that Elon Musk has taken. So, I'm in the same boat as everyone you know, not having confidence in Tesla initially, but understanding all of this, I'm like, okay, like I have to look more long-term. This is not a short-term company or this is not a short-term stock. This is a 10-year stock experience. <clears throat> and I have to go along with all of the roller coasters because I want to be there at the, the end of the finish line. Yeah, I think it's taken most people by surprise too because they've been working on these things in the background background the whole time, but they never, um, like they don't boast about it. They've, yeah. been, they've been talking about solving manufacturing problems and we don't have batteries. They've been talking about this for years and years and years. All of a sudden, one day they say, none of that is a problem anymore. We only care about full self-driving. I think that's um, a lot. A lot of people are taken back from that, and that's why the stock market crashed today. Yeah. <clears throat> and then now we go to other related. So this goes back to the point that Tesla is more than a car company. They have a lot of things in the development that's not even car related. For example, here we go. HVAC, they mentioned. Yeah, what the heck? So, <laughs> so, so what they're saying is um, they had to develop a heating, cooling, and controlling system in the car to control the temperature inside of the car. And every house needs that system too, except in your house, that system is so much bigger and so much more inefficient. So they're like, if we have the expertise to make this system, why don't we just make it for a house too? So they've, they've yeah. been saying they want to develop this in a while. They haven't announced anything, but it's almost for sure they will introduce a product like this in the future. Why do you say for sure? Because there's a lot of people who think that you know, why can't a competing uh, company take this idea and just catapult it and it'll make, it'll make profit either way, especially if it's coming from Tesla, like it's an idea coming from Elon. Well, this goes back to the earlier point that ideas are over, overrated, execution is what matters. Okay, and so what if a company executes on this? Yeah, then they can do well too. But then yeah. the thing is, uh, like this market is so big, like even the car market, Tesla has maybe 10% of electric car market, maybe like five, 6% of the overall car market. They are, they're already this big. They don't have to have 100% of the market share, but if they can sell, this HVAC system to 10% of all homes in the world, you will be a crazy big market already. You know, so even if someone else came along and so much better than them, they take 90%, just 10% is already big enough. But it's going to be very difficult because how relentless Tesla's execution is. Just as an example, all of these car companies, I think the youngest car company is like, 40, 50 years old or something. They've been at this for over a hundred years. And Tesla came along, redesigned the whole car, and now they surpass in every 
part of a car, every department is better than all the other car companies. And for an electric car, this is especially crucial, the cooling and heating control system, because they, they drain the battery. If your system is not super, super efficient under cold or hot weather, it's gonna drain your battery, battery very fast. So they were forced to design the most efficient cooling and heating system than other people. Otherwise it wouldn't even work there. You will be detrimental to their car. Mm. So now they have the best system. They just need to scale it bigger and to put it in a house and you'll be pretty simple for them. And that's the same logic he used for full self-driving. I mean, I mean, not for self-driving, Tesla bot. The reason why he said he wanted to develop Tesla bot is he said, we essentially developed a bot already. That's the car. The camera on the car are the eyes and the, the chips in the cars are the brains. We have developed a bot already. So why not we just transfer this technology into a human shaped robot and it's gonna have more uh, use cases. And that's the same idea with the HVAC. They developed the HVAC system in the cars already. Now they just need to take out the same technology, scale it a little bigger and can use it, can be used in the house. And uh, now there's an entire energy department at Tesla. People forget about also. Mm. And they, they make, they make battery storage, they make solar roofs, they make solar panels. It's, it was kind of low, the production was kind of low last year because of supply constraint. But from this year on, they're predicting it's gonna grow faster than the car division every year until it catches up to the car division. Yeah. So if you believe that's true, then whatever you're giving Tesla credit for as a car company, you gotta double that because there's an entire other division that's as big. Um, the last thing is a Tesla bot. This shit's, that's scary. Honestly, that's out of all the things, this one scares me the most and this is his focus. And not to mention he is totally threatening all the jobs that these people currently have. But anyways, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he essentially just said uh, Tesla bot is gonna become the most important product of Tesla. So meaning if you're positive, you're optimistic about Tesla cars, Tesla full self-driving, Tesla energy, all of these, you combine it together and you have a triple, quadruple it because now Tesla bot is more than all of them combined. And he was essentially saying the entire economy is, is made of labor. And what if he can artificially create labor? Then there will be, is there a limit to economy? Like he can just create an economy as big as you want. And there wouldn't be, you know, And how much value do we put on that? Or is that a question towards me or? No, just. Um, it was rhetorical. What do, you, what do you think about that? You feel, what if they came out with a bot and the bot can cook, can clean, and the, pop, the bot doesn't talk back? Would your position Excuse me. be threatened? I think I know where this is going. Okay. <laughs> he also said in the future, the body will develop personalities too. So, you know, what do you think about that? Okay, what are you trying to imply? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, get your shit right, everybody, mm -hmm. you know, otherwise the body might replace you. Mm -hmm. Which is Lex Friedman's dream. <laughs> Lex Freeman. 
Anyways, this for a separate episode. We like Lex Friedman, though. We love Lex Friedman. Oh, love is a strong word, but yeah. And so at the end, this is the last thing I have is I want to touch on the idea of having an open mind. This is very important, especially throughout um, knowing Tesla, mo- the, major- the majority people split into two camps. Either they believe in Tesla or they don't. And the people who don't have a common you know, theme is that they don't have an open mind. It's because they don't have a Tesla. They don't have to have a Tesla. Like it's, it's, not, it's not that they can't understand it, but it's like they, they dismiss it. And to, and it's a, when you don't know something or you're wrong, a lot of times it doesn't mean you're stupid or it doesn't mean you, you can't un- understand, but it just means you have a closed mind. And to, to emphasize this point, I like to tell a quick story I heard. I don't know if this is true, but I think they said they watched it from a documentary. So it's, it must be true, right? You went from credible to not <laughs> questionable. So they told this story of they found a tribe of people in the in the wherever remote area of away from civilization. And these tribe of people, their language, they only have one word for the color green and yellow. It's the same word to them. But for green, for different types of like five different shades of green, they have five different words for it. So when you hold up two paths of two different color green, they will be like, oh, that's that green, that's that green. But when you hold up green, green and yellow, they say, I don't see any difference. Like you think, oh no, it's always two different colors. But then because they keep on calling the two different colors the same word, their brain shut off. Like their brain does not differentiate anymore and they call it the same thing and they see them as the same thing. Hmm. And I think that happens a lot with uh, a lot of new ideas and new things happening in the world. People have a closed mind and doesn't matter how obvious it is, how much sense it makes, they their brain doesn't register anymore because they they have closed that part of their brain. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I I never grew up like that, so I I think that's quite odd that you can't like one can't differentiate between the two colors. But from like mm-hmm. a comprehension, just like trying to you know comprehend the two colors like they've been trained so well not to even look at it like that you know like not look at it as two separate colors so it's kind of delusional no it's like um is this a milder example but it's like the same thing is if you never thought of like burgundy red and blood red and ruby red all these red when somebody show you all of them, you just say that's red. You yeah, can't tell the difference. Yeah. It's only if you're a designer or like somebody like this, you'll be like, oh no, that's burgundy. That's not red. It's burgundy. It's so different. How can you call that red? Yeah. Or like crimson red. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's like same idea. It's like what you train your brain on, it's like so powerful that it can alter reality almost. Mm. so well some people just tell me i'm delusional all the time yeah i think there's some truth to that <laughs> but uh, you're the only one who says that we unveil an yeah. episode by episode <laughs> no guys don't listen to tully so, yeah that's uh, all i have on the docket 
What other comments, questions, or anything you want to talk about? That's cool. No, I'm just looking forward to everything that Tesla has in store and hopefully there'll be something there for me. Which which um, <laughs> which one are you more excited to be? A Tesla customer, a Tesla shareholder, or Tesla observer, or Tesla follower, like you know, all of those. I'm more excited about the stocks, to be honest. Like I was so close when I saw the ticker move down to around <laughs> the 850 mark. I was so excited. I think it even went down lower. I can't remember, but I was so excited because while everything is going havoc, like everything is just to the end, you know, stocks falling and I'm over here celebrating. And then I look at, you know, my cash and I'm like, this, there's, I, I don't have room to put my cash in there right now. Um, so it's like bittersweet. It's, it's nice to see the fluctuation because I know it's going to go up. I know the 10 year mark. That's why I want to be on the ride for that roller coaster. So I'm more, I'm more excited. I'm excited being a, a stock holder. Yeah. Shareholder than be than owning the uh, anything like a vehicle, like you said, like I would much rather put that towards my stock because I know where it's gonna go. Yeah, it's usually the best time to invest is when the um, stock and the company are going opposite directions. When the business is going up and up and doing better and better and the stock going down and down, it's, uh, you know, you get the most benefit out of it. Yeah, which is like surprising for me to say and or even look into because I'm the type that would rather usually have the material thing. Like I don't have Lululemon, Aritzia, Nike, like I wear them, you know? So, uh, but in this case, I would much rather have a Tesla stock than have the Tesla vehicle itself. So if Tesla came out with their bot, would you buy it? Uh, but the bots things scare me. Like, I feel like if I do have one that that thing's going to take over my whole life. So no, I would not personally, I would much rather invest in that, like that solar panel or like Starlink, like things like that. I would much <laughs> rather, you know, put my money towards. So this is something funny that Ilama said on the Day when he introduced the Tesla bot, he said he specifically programmed it to be able to run, I think, 15 miles per hour and only be able to lift 50 pounds so that if they go rogue, you'll be able to overpower it or you'll be able to outrun it. Wow. But you got to stay fit, he though. Knows. You know? Yeah. So, but he knows. <laughs> So just the fact that he knows that is also scary. He knows where this can take the whole world. So, and he's talked about this in podcasts before, like in Joe Rogan's podcast, he said something about he, he was, he's more scared of the robots, you know, being in the wrong hands type thing. Uh, one of the main re reasons he said why he wants to develop it is uh, he can't stop he can't stop it regardless people are going to develop it so it might as well be him so he can control it and make sure it um, goes well for humanity yeah <laughs> but if you could buy a robot like that for i don't know twenty thousand, let's say but you will buy your groceries clean your home do all of the chores for you would you buy it be your friend. Would I buy it? Was that in the second part? It will be your friend. It'll be my friend. It'll tell you jokes, you know. No, like for twenty thousand and cuddle and you. Take away the things, Carino. <laughs> and to take away the things that I kind of enjoy doing on a day to day basis, like I enjoy that stuff. Like as weird as that sounds, like. I enjoy doing the laundry. I enjoy cleaning. I enjoy 
I haven't cooked yet, but I enjoy doing the grocery shopping, you know, things like that. I just, it's fun to me. I don't know. So what, what about full self-driving then? Let's say your car right now has full self-driving on it and it's 100% safe. Would you rather to let it drive itself or would you rather to drive by yourself? Depends how I feel. It depends on the occasion. It depends on the, you know, if, if I'm going to be drinking, not that I'm a big drinker, but like if let's say, oh, like one night there's a girl's night or one night, you know, we go out and I don't know, we get a nice bottle of wine. I don't know. Like not that we do oh, that. But then, but then you're forced. But I'm talking about like, are you the, those type of people who are like, even if you can drive, I like enjoy driving myself. So I wouldn't let it drive. Yeah, that, I'm like, a, it depends on how I feel. Sometimes I do like driving, but sometimes I'm so sleepy. Like <laughs> I would much rather be driven, you know, and then take a nap. So yeah, it depends. It would, it, to have the luxury of choosing between the two would be so nice. And I would probably do the self, like, um, well, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still 50, 50. I thought that I would lean towards one side more, but no, I, I am 50, 50 on that still. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But what about you? That's the real question. Like you're going out of your way to get all these features at one point. <laughs> Are you going to use them or not? Like, or is this something you're really just planning for your future wife? what have you, so that you can, so that job would be taken away from you. Well, for full self-driving, the reason why I bought it is because, A, I thought the price would go up, so I want to get a cheaper price, and then B, it helps me to monitor the progress that Tesla is having. So it might end up, with that information, it might end up making me more money than the money I spend on it. But in general, but for personally, if I'm not investing at all, I probably would rather drive myself, at least for now. I've never experienced being driven around by a car perfectly, so maybe it will change my mind, but right now I enjoy, enjoy driving still. I would still rather drive to drive myself. Do you strive for that perfection though? in like driving like would you want well I guess yours is different I, I kind of know this answer already but like would you prefer to be driven anywhere as it is like if it's perfectly safe yeah I think yeah like maybe not all the time yeah, but, there, good to have a... but there are times where I'm I have to go somewhere and I don't want to. I don't want to drive. But right now, though, most of the times when I drive, I want to drive. Hmm. Yeah. And especially, I think, like right now, I'm just staying around in, in the same city. If I had to drive far out, I'd probably way rather to be driven. Like, hmm. for example, if I had to go to Toronto, and it's a, I don't know how many hour, 10 hour drive or something. I'd rather, you know, just sit in the back and talk and play some cars or eat some food or take a nap or something rather than just sit there on the highway doing, like you're not even driving, you know, you're just watching it for 10 hours. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Is there is there anything that you look forward to for the next call? Well, that's a good question. Well, now at this point, I, I really don't know. Like, I feel like I've, uh, there's going to be another plot twist or something. So no, there's nothing in particular. What about what about if you could ask Elon Musk a question right now and he will be guaranteed to answer you? What would you ask? Damn, that's really putting me on the spot. From an intellectual point of view, I really don't know what I could ask him. You know what I'm saying? But like for Tesla, again, I don't know because there's just so 
many questions that I don't just have one. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a whole his his mind is a whole forest. Like you you can look anywhere and you can find something. Um, but I'll revert the question back to you because well, I just ask him to to um, come on the pod. We'll interview him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, too. Your questions have to be super on point, though. He's a, you know. Yeah, of course. Like so, you you can take the reins on that. I would love to see that one day. I grill him. No problem. Oh, <laughs> bring it on! Then we need Elon Musk on on, a, on this call. Yeah, actually, two quarters ago on the earnings call, he promised to give a YouTuber an interview. And the leading candidate at the time was either Dave Lee or Rob Maurer from Tesla Daily. But it oh, hasn't man. happened yet. That's so, so cool. I would love to see that either with either, either of them because they're so great, like Dave Lee or Robert. Yeah. Rob went on to Dave Lee's um, channel and Dave Lee asked him, what question are you going to ask Elon Musk? And he didn't give it to him. He's like, no, you can't steal my question. And they were, <laughs> even, they were like a competitive a little bit too. It's, yeah. it's pretty funny. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah. Anyways, is that it? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay, then you wrap it up then. Yeah, I'll wrap it up. And you know, I just want to say, you know, you freaking show up to the new normal podcast. You're not just showing up for the podcast. You're showing up for yourself because you don't want to be normal and don't be yourself. Wait, be, well, don't just be normal, add, just be yourself. Hold on though. I just want to add real quick is that mm -hmm. we, we just watched a few months ago, we watched the movie called uh, A Bronx Tale. Yeah. And Legendary. there's a, a lot of wisdom of wine liners in there and i forgot about it but today i was watching an interview with the main character in there and he said i don't know if this is from the movie or not but he said <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he said success 90 percent of success is just showing up yeah so when you said that it just reminded me of that well, I'm not just telling whoever's listening. I'm also telling myself. So we're in this together. Don't be normal. Be yourself. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.